You're listening to The Sideline Story, the platform for all rugby league identities to voice their journey, their sideline story. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 17 of the Sideline Story Rugby League Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Tassoni, and joining with me on the panel in the virtual studio this week are my two favourite rugby league analysts, Nicholas Guild and Ryan Clark. How are we boys? Go Gilby. <laughs> I'm, I'm superb. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Virtual studio this week, boys. It's a damn shame. We had a good run being uh, tangible for two weeks. Let's just blame COVID. Yeah, we'll blame COVID. Uh, what beverage or beverages are we consuming on this fine Tuesday, lads? That was good timing, Dan, not being able to see me. Um, I'm just still on the Young Henry's. It was, um, it was on special a couple of weeks ago, so the fridge is full. <laughs> with your random South can. Yep, it's in there with my random South can. Well, I'm on the coffee. Guilty, what are you on, my friend? I'm on the soda stream, but I had an orange juice and I can't find it. I've left I've left a glass of orange juice somewhere and I went <laughs> looking for it and I've lost it. I don't know where it is. I'm being serious. Freshly <laughs> squeezed or? Uh, no, but I still want to find it because it'll just, it's probably in a cupboard somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first things first, boys, we're going to bring forward our sideline story bunker review for this week only due to a very important topic that needs to be addressed at the beginning of this episode rather than at the end due to the mass divide that it's caused in our rugby league community this week. So the obvious topic that everyone wants us to talk about and everyone is talking about right now is the sin bin and send off crackdown that the NRL bestowed upon the referees and clubs from round 10 onwards for the 2021 season. So the aftermath of this uh, crackdown or edict was that the refs put 25 players on report, 14 players in the sin bin, and three players sent off. What was supposed to be magic round has been dubbed by some arms of the media as tragic round or manic round, which is ridiculous. Conversely, the other half appraising the crackdown, stating that the NRL has long needed to protect the players from head highs, shoulder charges, and even professional fouls, which is what the edict was trying to achieve. They also state that these indiscretions have long since been ignored historically, or at best have been inconsistent. Peter Vlandis came out and stated, if this was not addressed now, the game would cease to exist within the next two decades. This is regarding the foul play. He said the short-term pain would be the code's long-term game. The biggest issue for all contact sports right now is concussion. That's worldwide. 
He believes the edict for his referees to enforce this rule um, to, to not hit above the shoulders has always been a rule. The question is, boys, and I'll start with you, Clarky. Are you for or against this latest crackdown? Just giving a yes or no answer, because obviously it's a, a, a lot more nuanced than just a yes or no answer. Just, but, just, just for now, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I, I like, I like the direction. There's obviously a number of issues with specific things that have occurred. My, my biggest, and I'll just, I'll just get onto my biggest grub on the whole thing. Why choose Magic Round to do it? Like they explain this, sure. Yeah, I know, I know, because all the referees were in one, we're all in the one spot. But I just, I don't know why they couldn't have just done started at this round. And I don't think the backlash would have been as forthright from the fans who disliked it. And this is really- coming from someone who who actually tends to like it. Do Do you really think it matters which round it? It happened like this is a, a record breaking. So. Oh, I think it's a record breaking uh, week for the amount of reports, sin bins, and send offs. So it was always yeah. going to be a massive topic for every outlet that is rugby league orientated. But mate, here's a, here's a question, Dan. Right? Mm. Why? Why? Why Magic Round? Why not Round One? Well, the yeah, that's being is that the reason being is that in the Parramatta game last week mm. against the Roosters, mm. um, Dylan Brown hit old mate with the knees, Hutchinson with the knees. He went to hospital with a punctured lung, and to that, to, in the same play, Tedesco got hit head high. And it's just a reaction to that. What they should have been doing was from round one. I don't know why they, why they waited for. What's kind of become a bit of a showcase of rugby league to to do this? It's just confusing. Well, guilty. I'll ask you the same question, regardless of it being round one or ten. Let's just take that out for for now, because I am I am on board with you uh, in that sense. But are you in agreement with this latest crackdown? Generally, yes. yes. You need to protect players' heads. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yep. So another Dan, question I have opinion? then is why why is it that um no, Dan, what's yeah. your what's your opinion? Oh I'm for it. I am for it. Um okay. out of the 17 players that were either sin binned or sent off, I agree with 15 of them. Two of them were were very soft in my opinion, and we will get into all 17 of them one by one. But it's exacerbated due to the concussion. Uh, dilemma and how scared they are to be sued in the future, which we've spoken about plenty of times. Well, why, why weren't they scared in round one? Yeah, I that's agree. I, has, has, has something has something happened? Has something happened between between March and May that concussions are all of a sudden more deadly? Well, yeah, well, exactly. Well, it, it, think, like, it, it's, a, it's a knee-jerk response to what happened in that Parramatta game. I'm telling you right that's, now, man. That's the only that's, game where referees got dropped. That's what happened. Do you think there's a spate of injuries in the NRL this season which has led to more concussion or more head highs? Is that is that what's happening? Like with these rule changes? What 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 do you boys think? 
Look, man, there's a couple of things that have happened, right? The the um, speed of the game has increased, right? Mm-hmm. As a result of the speed of the game increase, there's going to be more errors. There's going to be more blokes hanging the arm out because they're tired, right? That's what happens, right? So that's an issue. But in saying that, it's not an excuse. It's an issue, not an excuse. Yep. Those players who hang their hands, hand, hands out and coat hanger blokes, they've got to go for 10. Obviously, you know, there's different grades to those things. And I guess to be fair to the refs, um, they're going to make – they're not perfect. Players aren't perfect. Players make errors all the time. So refs aren't always perfect as well. Um, my issue is that there's a – between the different refs, there's a big – there's a vast – there's a vast difference in who's getting sent off and who's not getting sent off and what's a send-off and why is that head high not a send-off, yet that head high is a send-off. Well, well I, I saw a very interesting – uh, segment on 360, but I, I read the article on on Fox Sports anyway regarding Trent Robinson. He came up with a a solution that I'm actually a fan of um, from face value anyway. So he said um, for the referees to marry up with the match review committee because the match review committee are the ones that are giving those grade one, two, or three grades, right? Because there's only yeah. three grades for each classification of um, offense or tackle, which yeah. is an offense. Yeah. So to marry them up, the referee needs to understand what a grade one, grade two, or grade three is. Which you how, would assume how have they not done that yet? Which, yeah, I'm, I'm saying yet? I would like to assume they would, right? But he his suggestion is if they believe it's a grade one, which is a reportable a penalty or an, a play on offense, you know, it's that that's a grade one. A grade two is a sin bin and a grade three is a send off. That's how you kind of di- distinguish when to sin bin people and when to send off people, when to put people on report and when to penalize or when to just leave it. Grade one is pretty, is pretty, it blankets a lot of that. Grade two is pretty clear cut on sin bins. Grade two, grade three is pretty clear cut on send offs. I, yeah. I like that idea. Another idea that Peter Volandis is floating around is the five minute sin bin. Because he's anticipating said, that there will be Ken, that was Kent's idea, but anyway, I saw I saw it as as Vlandis's idea, but it, it it's been yeah, an they, idea they, for, they, for years. Yeah, they've been throwing that idea, I think, around for a like yeah, a number of years. Yeah, but like, is uh, that makes sense? Is that to anticipate the the no? You know, I don't. I don't, I don't like it. No, you don't need it. Why do you need the five minute send off? What what you want? You want, in effect, them to stop doing head highs, mm. and you've got to keep you've got to keep the penalty at a high level to make sure that they the players bring their bring their arms down. I don't like a five minute send off; it should be ten. Clarky, what do you think? It's one of those things. It's hard to unless unless you bring it in and see what actually happens, but. Yeah, mate. If they're if they're, if they're fair income, then no, that you, the, the five minute simply is not going to work because if they want to eradicate it, like I said, you can't you can't lessen the penalty. Yeah, it's a, it's it's got to be the biggest point that you've both made. You want to be you want to deter people. Well, it's ten minutes. Yeah. They got rid of the shoulder charge for that purpose. That it, it that it led to concussion. That it led to player unsafety. Well, then. If 
reckless or dangerous or careless high tackles are now going to be shelved with the shoulder charge, which they always have been. But if they're going to take a, a tougher stance on it, well, you need to make sure that the penalty is deterring. Crime, and at the man. moment, this 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 round, it was, it really was. But 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 we you know you bring up the five minute rule. There is there is there is scope in the game for a five minute send off, but nothing to do with that. Mm. If, if if I'm talking about the um, holding the player, yeah, I'm happy with five minutes for that because I for, think that for professional fouls. Yeah, professional fouls, those little fouls in games where blokes pull the leg out from under them or they've done two in a row. I That's like that. the same as a, as a head high. I don't mind the five minutes for that. I actually really like that idea. I didn't even think of when you would change the five or ten for, for certain offences. I actually really like that idea. So head high, it should be ten. It's, well, I'm, I'm just, uh, look, I'm pretty sure someone else has said that, but the head high should no, be No, 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 take it. Cop- Take it. Take it as yours, Gilby. <laughs> okay. I invented it. <laughs> Give me some money, NRL. Look, to be honest, boys, I'm, I'm not even joking right now. We, uh, the, in the current climate, are probably witnessing history for the next evolution of rugby league. Historically, it's, it's, it's evolved over its 120-plus year existence. It's, this, is, this is probably the next step. I'm, I'm not even kidding. The reason there's an increase in head highs is because mm. players have evolved and got better. They're stronger up top. There's now an offload. The way guy, like if you watch that NRL 360, Dan, you heard um, you heard Robinson talk about it. He goes, the way they tackle is taught differently. They're taught to tackle higher because mm. they don't want the offload to get away. Yep. They're talking about giving some sort of. Um, some sort of bonus for legs tackle. I don't know how they'd ever bring that in. You know what the bonus is? You don't no risk getting sent off. Yeah, well, there you go. But the thing is, obviously, with a leg tackle, as the as the player moves through the tackle, falls forward, the advantage is with the attacking player to get up quickly and play the ball. And so that's why they're going higher. They the want a little di- bit of wrestle up top. They want to slow the game down a bit. This is mm. the defender. They want to put the guy on his back. And sometimes from that, Look, I'm not talking about the guys who charge out of the line with swinging arms and that. I'm talking about the every now and then little thing that go the little the little arm that comes off the ball and hits him in the head. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Well, when I was growing up, when I was when I was a kid, they used to have dominant tackles, or you know, um, yeah, they 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 they, they sort of do have that. But, they, it's a but that, that's probably what they're getting at with these legs tackles or these one-on-one hits, the reward would be if you achieved that legs tackle or one-on-one hit, you'd be able to lie on the player longer. That's what happened yeah, that, decades that's what, ago. That's what it should be. That's what and, it should be. Man. And that's what it would be. That's what they. That's but, what I think Trevor Robinson was getting at. No, no, no. But that's why a dominant tackle, if you can lay someone on their back, that's a dominant tackle for the defensive team. Mm. And to lay someone on your back, you've got to hit them a bit higher. Because if you do mm. a legs tackle, you're not going to do a dominant tackle. That That's the issue. Well, the legs tackle then, if someone pulls one off, I'm going to assume that if they were to go down that pathway of rewarding them, they'd be able to tackle them by the legs and then lay on them longer or hold them longer. That's, that's the only way you could reward someone that pulls oh. one of those off. 
I don't think it'll work because what happens is then the flop comes in mm. and do you get penalised for the second player flopping? Well, he's a dominant <laughs> tackle anyway because he tackled around. Like, no, it doesn't work, man. I just think that you've got to make players tackle with their shoulders. I don't care about shoulders. Well, when I say with their shoulders, wrapping the arms around, of course, but they've got to just come lower. And that's and if you want to do it, like Sua had a massive tackle on, it might have been Chad Townsend. Mm. It was a dominant cut the bloke in half tackle. Yeah. And that's what that that's what should be rewarded, not 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 a legs tackle. Mm. Well, we will move on to the seventeen incidents one by one. We'll go through them from game one to game eight, uh, and I'll ask you boys if you agree or disagree with them. Okay, so the first incident was a sin bin on Tex Hoy uh, for repeat set. Restarts, so repeat set infringements. What do we think of that one? You got yeah, that was fine. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah, he lifted the leg in the tackle, and it was a, it was repeat infringement, so it's fine. See, I'm really happy that they are going to go down this path of. But they know, said, you... that, but they said they they said they were going to do it last week, and they didn't do it. Yeah, so yeah. they they fucked up last week, and they copped that's, it. That's, that's see that, and that's just. It just exacerbates the fans' annoyance. Again, mm. if you get that right last week, then it probably takes the edge off this week. Or get it right from round one. Get it right from or round get one. It, or, and, get it, or get it right from round one. And that's a, that, that, that example with Tex Hoy, that's a five-minute send-off for me. Yeah. And Do you know that, what I mean? I like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that at all. Moving to Simbin 2, Joe Ofhangau in the same game, same reason. Repeat set infringements. Yep. We're all in the greens. Yep. yep. Sinbin three. Minutes. The same thing. Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Set repeats. Okay. I want to I want to say something about this, right? Yeah. So that Lachlan Fitzgibbon one, um, that happened like with two minutes to go in the game. And this is one thing I don't like about. So what they're doing is, what the players are doing is, they're with two minutes left, they're mm. holding up the game. I just think that in a crucial point of a close game, even with 12 players, you're taking minutes off the clock by doing that. Yeah. And there's got to be some further penalty. So Lachlan gets, Lachlan Fitzgibbon gets 10 minutes for that or whatever it was. Look, I want it to be five minutes, but just say it's 10 minutes or if it's professional, it should be, you know, there should be different grades maybe. Mm-hmm. But there's no, there's no penalty like the next game. Lachlan Fitzgibbon comes straight on the next game. He doesn't have to see eight minutes off the next game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I know what you're saying, but I don't think that... He brought it up last night, Dan. He didn't get much love. Man, the it's other tough. thing is this, man. In, it, well, I know we're going to talk about it, but in, Schuster did it. Um, the hooker from Manly did it. You, man, you can't do that. Well... You can't... It's got to be, there's got to be some sort of... Firm, maybe it needs a uh, financial penalty if they're going to do that to the player. Look, I, anyway. I disagree just because I think it's, you know, it's a tactic. They're still getting... Sin bin, that's the that's the infringement. That that's the punishment. Sorry, I, I don't know. It it's you, a, that's it a tough it one. Let you set, it lets you set the line, though, Dan. I know, but you're losing. You're losing a player. A player, true. But if you're a good defensive player, like Penrith, we're winning with twelve players, so yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, that's like Moses. Moses Moses buys one. He literally did it in the seventy nine seconds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because he's 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 his sin bin number four. He's is a professional foul. Yeah. He basically just holds Absolutely. up, holds up, holds up. Well, good, it's good seven segue. seconds to go. Yeah, it, it yeah. 
Like, maybe, what do you do? Maybe what do you do? Maybe there should be a financial financial penalty. Maybe I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't. I don't like them doing that because what they're doing is they know that they're only going to be off for thirty seconds. They may as well do it. If it's a close game, if it's a two point game and you're up the other end defending, it can wreck the game. I don't like it. Fair enough. Moving on to the fifth sin bin. Now, this is one that I disagreed with strongly. It was Tyson Gamble's um, high shot on um, Ruben Garrick. No, he hit oh, Ruben Garrick. Garrick. And the penalty for it was a sin bin. And the aftermath from the match review committee was a fine for a grade one careless high tackle. Now, that is an example of when they're not where they're not marrying up. That's an example nah, of I, they've I gotten. Man. I think he hit him in the head. Do you think so? He hit him in the head, mate. It's it, if it's for everyone else, it's him as well. He's, it was a lazy swinging arm, man. But I did. I just didn't. I, I don't know. It was. Did you think it was I high? Care, I don't care. Absolutely, man. He hits him, he hits him in the head. Clarky. He hits him in the head, but I don't agree. Steve. What what are the what are the new rules? There's no new rules. Well, that's well, that's the thing that's confusing. So, is it? Well, then he, then he hits him in the head. It, I mean, you've got to get no, but, but, but that's the thing. Is it every single tackle where contact is made to the head? Is that is it just a blanket? If, if it is, high, if it's high, it's a high tackle. Not every single tackle that hits to the head. It's a high tackle. Yeah. He was if standing it, straight. It, he swung his arm. If that's if that's what if that's what the new rule because it is a new rule, Dan. Like let's be fair, income. If that's the new rule, then Tyson Gamble's is ten in the bin. Should it have been ten in the bin? I don't think so. Mm. I've got no drums with it. Oh, that that was one of of two that I dislike. Like I said, so, I like the other fifteen. I'm a fan soft. of the other fifteen. It's it's, it's 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 soft, but he hits him in the head. You can't hit him in the that's, head. But Gildy, Gildy, that's what a penalty's for. No, it's not, man. We've got a rule about hitting people in the head. How do we know, Ruben Garrick? How do we know that Ruben Garrick doesn't have a glass jaw or already carrying further injury and that could exacerbate it? He hit him in the head. End of story. Well, you don't play with you. You're running the risk if you're running on with injury. That's that's your. You might not know problem. though. You might not know, Dan. Some players don't know. No, but, but but Gildy, but Gildy, the thing is, like, if you. If you give a, if you give, if you hit someone head high, yep. offside, yep. whatever infringement in the ruck, there's a penalty. Yeah, like blow the whistle or um, no, you get ten in the bin because you get him in the head. Yeah, but that's that's just now. That's as of this weekend. Yeah, but mate, we're we're talking about this weekend. Mm. Look, there, there would have been, and obviously we're going to get to the Felice Cafusi one, but there would have been others apart from Felice Cafusi where an arm or a shoulder would have hit someone in the head. Yeah, yeah and they should get 10 too. Hmm. The thing the thing about Gamble's one was I just didn't think it was that high. I didn't think it was hard. I, realistically, it doesn't it matter was... if it's hard or not, though. It, oh. in the head. it does. It does. No, it doesn't, it's hard. man. It doesn't, man. It doesn't. It's about head high because we just he made it. We're going to come because we're going to come back to the Caesar Fatalikai thing, like when in our discussion last night. And your your argument is so because Talakai tackles better. It's like yeah, but if you go in with enough force and you fuck it up, 
then you have to pay yeah. more of a penalty. Yeah. No, you shouldn't. It's a head high is a head high. End of story. Make it black and white. Why are we putting grades on things? Okay, I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. I, I... It was a soft head high. I know that. I know it was mm. a soft head high. It didn't hurt the player. And so Ruben therefore, Carrick it's a penalty. Carry, Ruben Carrick, no. Ruben Carrick did carry on like a drongo. But it's a head high. End of story. Easy. It's black and white. It's a head high. Okay. Well, but we'll, it's we'll, not black and white. But, but they're not going black is. and white because for, because it is no black no, and white. no no but um, listen I'm so, listen listen <laughs> I said they're not going black and white because when they get to the Felice Kafusi one they look at it they see that he's been hit in the head and they don't put him in the bin so they're not no, they, doing they, black and they, white they missed the Felice Kafusi one no they it didn't wasn't any of the highlights they didn't miss it at all. No, they reviewed it. They reviewed it. Yeah, they reviewed it after it came up, but they missed it in the game. No, they is, didn't. Is this the one on Corey Norman? They reviewed Clarkie? it. They re, they reviewed it. They reviewed it during the game. Well, then he should have got ten two. Yeah, I know. But that's the problem. What I'm that's saying what is saying. it's obvious. It's obvious. Yeah, it's that. obviously, but it's obviously not black and white. It is black and white though. He should have gone too. That makes it black and white. But no, he's saying that the NRL. No, it doesn't because he up. didn't go. It means it's not black and white. If it was black <laughs> and white, I'm he would have gone. I'm saying it should be Clarky. If you hit him in the head, it's a black and white rule. I'm not, he's got to go. We're not saying it's whether right. it's. We're not saying whether it should or shouldn't. We're saying it isn't because they looked at it and they said it's high contact. It's not ten in the bin. Therefore, it's not a black and white rule. Correct. But they made a mistake. They can make a mistake too. The bunker made a mistake. <laughs> they, they, I'm no, saying they, it's a head high. It hit him in the high head. It, it hits him in the head. It's black and how white. Is that, it's, but, it's how is that a, but how is that? But how is that a mistake? When they look at it and they say it's high, mm. but it's not ten in the bin. How is yeah. that a mistake? I, 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 I don't understand what we're arguing about. Did he hit him in the head? Yes. Yes. Then it's off. End of story. It's but, but he didn't off. get sent off. But he shouldn't get sent off. But he should have. Oh my gosh! Tyson but, Gamble was a soft head high, but he hit him in the head. End of story. He goes for ten. Felice Kafusi hit Corey Norman in the head. For some reason, I don't know why they didn't, but they should have set him off. Because it's not a black and white rule. That's, no, it is black and white. I'm saying if you hit him in the head, it just makes it black and white. If he hits him in the head, it should be a send off. That makes it black sa- and white. What What you're saying, guilty? I know what you're both doing, and there's a miscommunication here. You want it to be black and white. Yeah, yes. And yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Clarky is saying yeah. it isn't black yeah. and white because they didn't sin bin or send off Kafusi. You're both I'm right. Saying, I, I'm saying I'm saying that they didn't send off Kafusi because they made an error. Yeah, they, they can make, make the rule error. black and white. Is that the only one they, they fucked up on, Clarky? I'm sure there's others. I think they missed one. They made one call that was that, that's a banger. They should. So, what do you think should have happened with Kafusi? Mate, that was Kafusi's one was probably in the top five worst ones of the weekend. Okay, so should he have been set off? Well, Sinbin, yeah. Or well, Sinbin, sorry, yeah. So you agree with me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like what Dan said. Yeah, when we're, we're, we've we've miscommunicated here. I'm saying the rule isn't black and white because they've looked at it and and decided that Felice, the match, the... 
the bunker has the the. I feel as though you don't. The bunker has reviewed it and, made and an said, Correct. "There's high contact. Yeah. We've decided it's not a sin binnable offence." So can't they make errors? But how, how, they should, that's they just like, if it's black and white. If you wanted to be black and white, if it's it black and white, there's no. They shouldn't there, do that. There shouldn't be any. Yeah, but uh, if, 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 if any rule's black and white, no one's going to make any errors and we're not even going to have this podcast because we're not going to debate anything. <laughs> the rule should well, be black I- and white. If he hits him in the head, it the, should be 10. The, the, idea, the idea of black and white is that it eradicates any errors because there shouldn't be any errors because it's black and white. Correct. They, they've made an error. That's a black and white. You even said it. He should have been sent for 10. Yeah. <laughs> Righto. So they made an error. I don't think they. You know what? You know what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to. I'm going to just move on because we're going in circles. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Is that? Are you happy with that, boys? Not really, but it's a black. It's black and white, man. He should have been sent. Clark even said he should have been sent. Anyway, I'm moving on. That's that's, that's why no. But that's why it's come up in social media. That's why it's an issue. He he's saying he should be sin binned. He's not disagreeing with you, right? Because yeah, you're saying that. that he is I'm... pointing out that they fucked up, as in the referees or the bunkers. Or the, sorry, the bunker has fucked you up. You just said it. They fucked up. Yeah. They've made an error. Yep. I'm saying that too. Yep. It's still a black and white rule. If it hits in the head, they should be sent off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sinbin number six Jordan Ricky headbutts Morgan Harper. Now, Mate, my opinion of this one that's a send-off. is a send-off. I'm with you. Yeah. He gets yeah. sin-binned, and then he gets fined for a grade one dangerous contact to the head or neck. It's, he wasn't using his arm. He fucking headbutted him twice or three times. He went back at him with his head. Mate, you're gone. You're yeah, out. You got him under the chin. I agree. That's a send-off. How do, you, how, do they, how do they then review that and come up with that? I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. Like how, how does a, how does a match review committee say that's a grade one, and he gets fined too? Yeah, he, yeah. he, he should have got a couple of weeks for that. Because you can't if you don't give him a couple of weeks, that means the penalty is not severe enough, and someone does it again. He got he got two weeks for something else in the game. It was a crusher, I think it was. He got he got two weeks for something else. He didn't get suspended for this incident. When I was looking at the um the charge sheet. Anyway, moving to the manly game. Josh Schuster, professional foul. He gets yeah, that's another one where it's too late. He's doing it late in the game. Yeah. Was it that one? Yep. Yeah, that's that one. Yep. 100%. Same with Lachlan Croker. He got sin-binned with about less than a minute to go or a minute and a bit he to go. Like Moses. He was, was exactly like Moses and boys. Yep. In the uh, Canberra Bulldogs game, Jack Whiten got sin-binned for a cannonball tackle. Dangerous contact grade two from the match review community. He took an early guilty plea and got one week for that. Did we dangerous, agree with dangerous? Did you do you agree that's a sin bin? Yes. Clarky? I don't know if Clarky does because we looked at it yesterday together. Yeah, I'm un, I'm unsure about this. So what I want what I want to know is what have they said to the refs? It's so it's just like every any like any tackle that goes wrong that can injure someone is that the is that what they've said? Well, that's I think I think, I think they're talking about dangerous contact. That they, they, like 
did you hear them they'd come out and they'd say it's dangerous and it's on purpose they didn't use that word but they used Unnecess- the word that unnecessary. Unnecessary. unnecessary yeah <clears throat> so i've got no dramas with it personally but i know what you're saying like you know when 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 are we and when aren't we i, I just think that if it's like that the bloke's in a compromised position yep he, he's got no defense against Jack White and diving in his knees, which is exactly what Jack White did. Well, there's two blokes holding him up, and he goes for the knees or lower. That's always been classified as a cannonball tackle. Or... Yeah. And you know what? I'm happy with that one. It's It just oh, rids of oh, another I'm... shit tackle. Mate, okay, here's a question for you. Just say with that one, he does a knee, the player does a knee, and can't mm. come back for the rest of the year. Yeah. Do you increase the penalty then? No, I think I, th- I think I, I think that he, he deserves more than one week. Well, it was a two week. It's a two week ban because it's a grade two, but because he went early, he gets a discount. Mm. Yeah. So okay. now the first send off of the week, uh, Josh Papali shoulder charges Katoa uh, in the head. Um, he took an early guilty plea for a grade three careless high tackle, which carries three weeks. Um, okay, can we can we make can we make a? It's not a shoulder charge for starters. We, that's what I was going to say. Can we can we just brush past whether it's a shoulder charge or not? Yeah, let's not argue. Let's yeah. not argue that. Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. But to be fair, but do you agree with that, Dan? Do you agree with that? It's not a shoulder shoulder charge. Yeah, I agree no, with that because because his because his arms like it's 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 a weird one. It's such a weird one. But he still hits him high. My opinion yeah, is, yeah. I, I thought it was a sin bin. Like the others, oh, really? is it? No, totally you disagree. Totally you don't disagree. Think that's a send off. That was oh, the what? worst tackle of the round. Why? 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 What? Like because he hit him with force. Like he's still hit him. He's still wrapping the arm. Yeah. If it's not a shoulder charge, yeah. is he still wrapping the arm around? And you know he's hit him with the shoulder and the head. Like you know yes. he's fallen a bit he into it. Flush. He hit him flush in the head. It didn't bounce off the ball. It didn't come off his neck. He hit him flush in the face with his shoulder while he's wrapping his arm around. That's so not a shoulder charge. It's a head-eye tackle. And a send-off. And a send-off. Absolutely. Look, I'm not saying it's not a send-off. I'm just saying I'll, if they said sin bin, I'm happy with the sin bin. Are you, dis- are you unhappy with the send-off? No. No, I'm just saying if they no, went, no. Uh, you're off for 10, well, he's off for 10. If that was the worst off, tackle in the round. Do you reckon it was the worst nah. one? Yep. Nah. I don't think so. I think there's if you, one. If you, there's, guys, there's... if you guys say Herman SES's one is, it's, it wasn't. Yeah, I am going to say that. Well, mate, it came off the ball. You would because you think Talakai is guilty. <laughs> Here we fucking go. We're not talking about Talakai. He was, yeah. what, three weeks ago now? Yeah, but be... mate, this is, this, is, this is where it's all stemmed from. Mm. This is where it's all stemmed from. Mm. Talakai got five weeks, right? He got four. No, Talakai's first four, four. contact. Papali's was higher than Talakai's. I, 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 don't, I, again, yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know what the history. I, again, I but can't. Talakai's was a shoulder charge. <laughs> yeah, but I, what, I, what I'm saying is this, right? I understand that, right? But, but what's worse? Papali hit a bloke flush in the head. At least <laughs> Talakai. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying Talakai's is right or wrong, right? I know it's still high. It's hit, It's come off his. It's come off the ball, mind you. But we've changed the rule now, right? Any contact with the head is is the rule. That's what we're going to now. What I'm saying is this, man. Papalis didn't come off the ball. Papalis was flushed straight in the head. Yeah. He can do that tackle at an angle that's different and have an awesome tackle, but he yeah. didn't. 
he hit him high. End of story. And you know what? If he got three weeks, if he got five weeks, I wouldn't blink, to be honest. Well, I like Papali. I think he's the I, I think he's a great player. But that was that's the worst tackle I saw this week. Well, I just want to reiterate, like, and Peter Volandis has done it a billion times, and I'm actually with him for this. He's just reiterating that the rule has always been there. Any contact, any contact with the head or the neck is not allowed. And they've gone down the pathway of be more aggressive for the for the referees, I mean. Sin bin them yeah. or send them off. So I'm happy with Papali's being oh, either. Or let them off. Or let them off if you play for Melbourne Storm. <laughs> All that. <laughs> um, we'll move on to the Rabbitohs game. Uh, Jaden Suar uh, got Sinbin <coughs> for a grade one careless high tackle, which he got fined for by the match review committee. Oh. I This is the one, this is the second of the two that I didn't like because he's, I didn't even, I, honestly, I don't know what I was looking at to warrant the hey. to warrant the sin bin. I don't know what you boys think, but please hit him in the head. Did he? Because I, I just I I didn't think he did. <laughs> hey, he hit him underneath the chin, which is the neck and the head. He hit him yep. in the neck. That was the first point of contact. What with his shoulder? Just, yeah, with his shoulder. Okay, I've got no dramas with it, mate. What what I do have a drama with is that they let it play on. They, they've been doing this thing where they take it back. Surely they've got to get it right earlier than that. I don't, I don't know, but they 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 came out today that, and they? said um, they're going to stop it because it happened with oh. uh, Chad Townsend with a crusher tackle, which was we will talk about that later. But this this whole an incident occurred, and then they let two or three plays happen, and they go back all the way to where the incident occurred after those two or three plays have expired. That, that's a bit. That's 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 shit. They've never done that, and and it, you know, yeah. I, I get it's. It's probably, and it's probably again another thing that if you take that out of it this weekend, mm. again the fans probably aren't as annoyed. I'm with you. I'm with you because that because that was that was because that was that was just like what are we what are we even watching here? Like, is this is this rugby? Is this soccer? Is this NFL? Like, what's this stopping play and going back? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, Clarky, what did you think of the Jaden Sewer hit? Did you think it was a sin bin? Like for some reason, I can't remember it from the night, and I can't even remember it from when when, I, when we watched that little seven minute highlight. Thing. I can't. I can. Um, so if it if it didn't if it didn't annoy me, so it must it must have been ten in the bit. Yeah, we, we looked at it, and we had um, we had the other Ryan with us. No one, no one even blinked. It was it, I thought it was ten. Came into contact with his head. If they if they if it's if it's a black and white rule, which it's not, yeah, which it is, and that's why I got sent off because it was ten, not sent off ten. Moving on to the Roosters game, Satili Tupanua uh, charged out of the line and uh, committed a head high on uh, the Cowboys playmaker. He got done for a Grade One careless high tackle and was fined by the Match Review Committee. He got sin bin for that. that a, how is that a I, fine? I, I don't know how that's a fine man. He hit that's, him that's hard. T- it was aggressive. He hit him in the head, mate. He should have got weeks for that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. And, no, no. and you know what? If that had been a send off, it would have been a harsh send off. But I would have gone. Oh well, you know. Yeah. He hit him I, in the head hard. It was. It was. It, it, it's like 
because he put his hands up and apologised, they went, ah, we'll just sin bin him. Ah, we'll just give him a grade one. Maybe <laughs> because he plays for the Roosters. Who knows? Maybe, I don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it. It. I'm with you. Like, if they sent him off, it's like, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit bloody you know, aggressive. You know, it's a bit high. Like, it was flush as well, was it not? Man, I thought it was flush initially. It, it, it may, but he's hit him, he's hit him hard and he's hit him high. Charge out of the line. In the same game, Lachlan Burr uh, got Sinbin for a head high on uh, a falling Tedesco. I'm happy with the Sinbin, regardless, no! regardless of Tedesco oh, falling or not. Look, we've Man, had this you, discussion. You should have this No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We've had this discussion before. It doesn't matter. You hit him in the head. You hit him in the head. Black and white. It's black, and, it's black and it's black and it's black and white. It's not, it's not. No, no. Because I said we like when we were talking about the Broncos player, he was standing straight. He jumped uh, up, and hit him in the head. It does matter. It Absolutely. It's black. It's black James and white. Tedesco. It's not a swinging arm. He can't go anywhere. It doesn't matter. It's black and white. Nah, mate. You're, you're not going to use this argument on me. It's not black Hold and white. On. No, 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 no. It is, finish, it is black and white. Let me finish. On NRL 360, even Trent Robinson come in and said he was hardly done by. That shouldn't been. That shouldn't have been 10 minutes. But Trent Robinson, the coach of the other team, said that. Doesn't bother me that he's the coach. Doesn't bother me at all. When we had this argument weeks ago, Guilty, about Jordan Pereira, he got sent off or sin bin for a swinging arm on Tedesco, who was falling. And you said, well, I mean, that was well, wait. Right. You different. said no one tackles this wasn't like that. A swinging arm. This but, wasn't a swinging arm. But he, but they've both fallen. Tedesco is a is is a notorious faller into people. <laughs> I it's guess it's not a swinging arm. It's but, not a swinging arm. But it if you if, if we're going off the black and white edict, then oh, so so if, if Tedesco hits me in the hit, oh well, he's being hit high. I'm, oh. I'm I'm saying, what if you knock Tedesco out? It doesn't matter. It wasn't a swinging arm. It wasn't a high tackle. Well, it, was, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a swinging arm. It doesn't have to be a swinging arm. What's he meant to do? Hit him with his, hit him with his, with his chest. It's too bad, isn't it? He's got to put his arms up. No, you can't be like that. Oh, it's too bad. Well, it's too bad. No, it's not too bad, man. You can't just say, "Oh well, tough." You've got to be reasonable. But you can't, you know, you do know what the definition of black and white ruling is, don't you? Yeah, I do. I know that when a player hits a player high, we're, we're not a falling player. Is that always, but that's not what the that's not what the black and white rule is. It's not whether they've hit them high, it's whether they're making contact to the head and so contact I, was made to the head. If we go yeah, back, yeah. if we, we go back to weeks okay, ago. So, so, so if Tedesco headbutts him in the, headbutts him in the hip, or headbutts him in the crook of the elbow. That's how I tackle, is it? Oh, but in the, the definition hip. of the rule, black and white. In the hip, in the hip doesn't mean silly. shit. Hold on. I don't know why. You, I don't know we, why you're putting on a funny voice for. We we no, we, we you, had, you guys are you guys are trying to have a crack at me about when I said black and white tackle for the gamble here. Of course we he are. hit him in the head. It was high. But he hold hit him on. in the head because it was high. You had a go at me for the Pereira hit weeks ago. No, if I did. Tedes- but he did because if Tedesco didn't fall, he wasn't going to get hit in the head. And you said, "Well, he did a swinging arm; he's gone." That's well, right. He did a swinging arm. Yeah, he but- swung his arm into Tedesco's head. Lachlan, Bur- if Tedesco doesn't there. fall, I- I'm with you. If Tedesco doesn't fall, Lachlan Burr's not going to hit him high, correct? He he didn't hit him at all. He just caught him. But Tedesco, <laughs> oh my god! What hit. are you talking about? 
What are you talking about, mate? This is the, this is the tackle that most people are saying should, was an issue. And you, you've come out and said, oh, I'm happy with him getting 10. He, he hit him high. Despite him falling, he's he hitting him high. Black, black and white. I do recall nah, you saying that nah, in this sorry. episode. Clarky, did yeah, he not nah, say nah. that five minutes ago, ten minutes ago? Nah. Sorry, you're, cha- you're changing the words. I-, I can't believe you said, you've said, first of all, you said, oh, this is one of the ones, Jaden Sewer, who hits him in the head. Oh, no, I don't understand that. But you go, this guy who went Tedesco's falling into him and he hasn't had a swinging arm. He's got to put his arm somewhere. Oh, that you're fine with that. That makes no sense. We've got to have some reason. Where's he we're, meant to put his arm? No, you don't have you don't have some reason when it's a black. Of course and white. you do. Of course you no, do. No, you don't. You can't of course it's you do. It's the definition so, of oh, a black Clarky, and white rule. Clarky, do you think you should have got ten? No, because I don't oh, think oh, it should be. Because I because I don't think it should be a black and white rule. I said that in our last argument. It's not a black and white rule, and it shouldn't be a black and white rule. There's a reason. There's a reason there's a penalty in the game where they lift their arm up, blow their whistle, and you get to kick the ball out. That's the penalty. Do you think that was a if, penalty even? There has do to I be think that was a penalty? I don't think it was anything. Oh, look, I probably don't even think it was a penalty. But he's Dan, made contact. Dan's happy with he's, the he's, Dan's happy but with he's, but he's made contact with the head. The rule is black and white. He gets sin bin. Man, if I've got my hands by my side and Jane Tedesco falls over and he hits my hand, is that now a fucking sin bin too? Because that's hitting him in the head too. We've got to be reasonable. We can't be reasonable with black and white rules. Ah, mm. uh, okay. We're being silly. Okay. When I'm not I'm not actually I'm actually not I'm actually not being silly. Mate. I agree. If there's a black and white rule, then you just take all all mitigating factors, all common sense. Everything gets taken out of the game if there's a black and white rule. That's what we're doing right now. What we're doing right now is we're comparing the Tyson Gamble, the Tyson Gamble tackle to this tackle. Mm. They're they're two totally different tackles. I'm with you. Tyson Tyson Gamble, Tyson Gamble jumps up. Tyson Gamble jumps up with a swinging arm and hits a guy high. In this tackle, James Tedesco is falling over, and as he's trying to catch and tackle the guy. He comes in contact with his head. We're 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 saying that that's the same old black and white issue. Well, I don't know. Well, I well I don't think we're comparing the tackles. I think we're comparing the argument of the tackles. Because okay. the, right. the the problem that's arisen from right now that I've 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 noticed between the three of us is 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 where do you stand? Do you stand with common sense? Because that's where arguments arise. Or do you go black and white? Like what do you do? Like what do you do? In the Lachlan Burr situation, Mate, it's, it, you're going, it, you're going black and white. If you're going black and white, he has to go off. That's 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 the yeah, mitigating no factor here. Mate, why would Trent Robinson, the coach of the, the, his best player, say that was an error? Because he doesn't like the rule and wants it to change. No, he does like the rule. He does like the rule. He wants he wants the rule. He's one of the per- people that is saying to other coaches, they've got to really um, get with the times. He does like the rule. He's saying they made an error. That was an error at that particular tackle. Hmm. Didn't, they, didn't he just say it was harsh? No, 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 no. He said it shouldn't. He shouldn't have been sent off. That was in three sixty. He shouldn't have got ten minutes. Interesting. This is. Um... You said you don't like Ten Robinson, so why you can't defend him? No, no. no you know what? I, I watched him on the um, 
after the game when he was interviewed. And after the game, I was going to fire up in this, in this because he said he was asked about that tackle. And he, he said, no, we, we got a head high and they got a head high. And they both should have been 10 minutes. That's what he said after the game. In 360, where he's obviously watched, watched the game again and again and again, which is his job, he said, Lachlan Burr, was, um, that was unfair. He shouldn't have been sent off. That's what he said. It is unfair. We shouldn't have been sent off then, or shouldn't have got 10, 10 minutes. Because it doesn't make any sense. We've got, to, we've got to use some reason. We can't. The Tyson Gamble one, Tyson Gamble one is different. It's a swinging arm. It was high. He jumped up. <laughs> so now, yeah, look, it's confusing as fuck because we're going back and forth on, like I said, black and white or use reason, use common sense, use discretion. Use all that stuff okay. because it is confusing. I'm confused now. Are you not confused now? Guilty, Clarky? I'm, 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 no, I'm not. But I think we got, I don't, I think if we're arguing about the lock on bird tackle, I'm confused at you two because that's definitely not, it's not even in the realm of, a, of, of 10 minutes. It's not even a penalty. It was just a tackle. It, we're going to move on. So, Sinbin 13, Josh Maguire gets. Uh, a grade three dangerous yeah. contact for a head high. He took the early guilty plea and got four weeks plus one more week for loading. So five weeks altogether. What do we think of that one as a sin bin? Should have got 10. No way it was as bad. It came off the ball anyway. I'm with that because, you know, you look at Tupanua's and he's as a grade one careless high tackle. It yeah. surely no is similar. Yeah, no difference. Clarky, what do you think? Okay, I thought did I look at that one last night, Gildy, and say it was almost a send-off? Was that that one? Um, man, we were we were we were trying to get a better angle, remember? It was we, we saw a lot of the backwards of it and there was a player uh, in the way. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. It was a it, it was a simbin yeah. at the minimum, well, which is which is well, we're it's, all well, it's a simbin. It was a simbin. I'm, happy, I'm, happy with the simbin. I'm happy with the simbin. I just like like you said, Dan. If you're going to compare it to Tupanua's, it doesn't make. I, I don't understand that. I'm confused mm. about that. Mm. Which yeah, something that they need to address is is you know minimizing confusion, which the NRL historically aren't uh, geniuses at. So I don't know. Going to the same game and the second send-off of the round, Tyrell Fuamano, a grade one reckless high tackle, so a swinging arm to the head. He took the early guilty plea and got four weeks plus one week loading, so five weeks altogether. Oh, he got a grade one reckless. That's right. Yeah. Reckless high tackle. Yeah. What? No, dra- Did- no dramas. That- it's a send-off. No dramas. That, that was probably a, that was. It was oh, that's probably it was probably almost a send off like a couple of weeks ago before the crackdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sinbin number fourteen in the final Sinbin. Uh, Moses Leoda, grade one dangerous contact to the head or neck. He got fined for this one, but he got Sinbin in the game. Um, he got fined. He got mate, fined. I, I, I watched that and I thought that was very similar to Tupanua's and yep. Josh Maguire's. I yep. didn't understand. I don't understand why that's different. Yeah, mate. That and he's a, he's reckon, an aggressive. Reckon, it's not his fault, but he's an aggressive tackler. He's a hard tackler. Man, I don't. I don't, I don't understand the difference there. Are you saying it should be worth less or more? 
It should um, be. I thought it was a. I thought it was a definite, a definite ten, and I don't understand a penalty. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, mate. That's. I reckon that was bought with the crackdown. That was he. That was the one where it was the kick. Yeah. 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 He's hit him after he's kicked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus Christ! Like they cracked down at the start of the year about cracking down on um, hitting playmakers. The hitting playmakers, mate. That was almost a send off. Mm. If they if they send him you off, I wouldn't have blinked. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's the same as Tupanua's. The exact it, it's it's similar to Tupanua's. Where Gildy, you said it uh, even at least, then. At least that bloke had at yeah. least had the that bloke had the ball. Hundred percent agree. Mm. I, I, well, look, man, send off. You know, look, I, I just think I just don't understand what the difference is between those tackles. Josh Maguire gets four weeks. These guys get a fine. I don't understand that. Anyway, yeah, that needs to be fixed up. That's something that's a definite issue that needs to be addressed by the NRL quick smart because they're going to go down this pathway of, you know, multiple sin bins and send offs every week to iron it out to minimize it over time. Then they need to get this match review committee and referee sanction bunker review sanction, um, you know, married up. They need to get them married up to ensure that there's consistency. That's the biggest issue here. Before I finish off the last incident, uh, was a send-off. Herman Essie a swinging arm to the head. He was charged with a grade three careless high tackle, which carries uh, three weeks on the bottom, four or two fights. Sorry, Dan. Um, Titans forwards Tyron Peachy and Herman Essie have both taken early guilty pleas and will miss two weeks and three weeks respectively. So Essie has got three weeks for that. Okay. That's from NRL.com. Okay, so he, took the, he took the early guilty plea. Yep. So As, he, as he should have. Yeah, but Gildy, you didn't think it was the worst one. Did you think it was a send-off? Man, that, it's a hard, it's, I, I think that he's a, look, right, probably a send-off. Mate, he's a big, aggressive guy and Toto's a little guy. So I think it looked worse than it was. Mm. Mate, if you watch it, if you didn't hit him flush, you did skim up off the ball. Toto carries the ball high. I'm not I'm not trying to defend Herman SES there. I'm just saying that if... Supernua and Leota and Maguire all have these sort of similar shots, but but Herman SAS they get sent off, and those three players only get ten in the bin. That, that's confusing to me. I don't understand. He probably should have been sent off, but I just don't understand why those other guys weren't sent off as well. So your issue is more more in the realms of consistency, which I which I we oh, you, I we bring it up. Yeah, it it makes sense. I guess. I guess it is. Overall, look, as, as we're simmered down after this um, lovely discussion we all just had for about an hour, the, 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 the main thing stemming from this is consistency. And they need to address that quick smart. We've already, we've already established that. That's the issue here. But should each incident be circumstantial? Because regardless of us arguing about black and white or common sense, they're not all the same tackles at the end of the day. They aren't because it's, it's two different people, different body heights, different, um, you know, circumstances where people are running out of the line. People are meeting up at the line. People are falling X, Y, Z. So. I guess that's up to the match review committee then, I guess. I think, I think at the end of the day, come round 20, Hmm. 
if you have mirror images of half of those tackles, they're probably not they're probably not ten in the bin. Mm. Hey, Clarky. Yeah. Have you got a birdcage in there with you, mate? <laughs> I can hear them too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just outside in um, beautiful picturesque in your pines, mate. Oh, um, Next yeah, to the brewery. I reckon, yeah, I reckon I reckon they're coming out there. They're going hard, which is obviously, and then they're gonna they're gonna taper back. Like I said, I reckon how many how many how many send off and Simbins were there? Seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I reckon probably half of them in round twenty will be dealt with the same, and the ones on the lesser end, obviously, obviously, uh, your Lachlan Burrs and your Tyson Campbells and your Jaden Sewers, I reckon they are just penalty sufficient, and then they'll just yeah. That's my that's my crystal ball prediction hey. anyway. So on three sixty, this so obviously every every media outlet's talking about this. So Kent Kent's belief is that keep going hard, double down. No, 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 um, keep going hard up until a certain point. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just saying what he said, right? I'm so yeah. keep going hard, double down, and the teams that don't get it right, the teams that keep going high, the team, it will be the ones that get penalised, and as a result, their teams will start losing. Yep. So, I, I, and I agree with that. I think oh. that they should just keep going. I, I reckon they should just keep doing <laughs> what they're doing. And, and yeah, they're going to make errors and, and we're going to have more arguments about what's what's high and what's not high, blah, blah, blah. But I think that they, you've got to protect the head and they should just keep doing what they're doing. Before before I end this topic, on, on that point, Guilty, I am in 100% agreement with you and Paul Kent and Clarkie. I'm sure you're on board with that too, right? I always agree with Paul Kent. So <laughs> a few years ago, if you boys remember, there was a penalty crackdown for offsides and play oh. the balls and stuff. Now, this what's happened this round is akin to that in the sense that they needed to 100%. clean the game up. And what the NRL need to do with this and the, the way Peter Valandis is talking is, well, if you're not on board, or and Paul Kent too, if you're not on board, you're going to um, cop the repercussions the NRL, three or four years ago when that edict, the penalty crackdown happened, they needed to persist with that, and they didn't. Yeah, you've got to persist. You've got to persist. You've got to persist with this. Because teams were offside. Teams were – they were giving 40 penalties away a game, 30 penalties away a game, but they were they were all penalties. And they're like, oh, you can't ref rugby league like, like that. You can't referee rugby league to the rule book. Well, what the fuck's the rule book for? So if they're going to – Go by the rule book with this, and I'm happy that they are. It's it's fine. They need to stick with it. They need to be consistent. They need to say, you know what? Fuck the outside noise, which is which is what Peter Valandis has said. We need to we need to persist. So that's that's how I'm going to end this topic. I, I, I agree. I totally agree. I love I love Valandis. Keep going hard. That's what I say. Anyway, I want to say one more thing. Yeah, if they're going to go this hard as well when it comes to um, concussions and CTE and all that. Mate, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to fix up the whole. If you get a concussion, you go. Yeah, it's a mandatory one week. They need. They need to. They need to start looking at that. That's yeah. probably. That's no, probably as. That that's probably. And we've brought it. We've brought it up probably three or four times mm. so far this year, and that's probably as big of an issue as this crackdown. That will be next. That I'm. I'm 
you've hit the nail on the head. They're going to be one to two week minimum um, stand downs for, for, for concussed players. That's the avenue it's going down in every sport by the look of it. So yeah. I, I just don't want it to get like rugby union. Like some of the things in rugby union are just crazy. In, in what regard? If they keep doing what they're doing, I'm happy. But don't, 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 don't go crazier. Just do what they're doing now. Okay. Boys, we'll move it forward to uh, the Solon Stories hottest news topics. And as usual, we start that with the English Super League's round six wrap up. So this week, boys, in England, the besides game one, games two to six moved all their matches to Monday evening. So our Tuesday morning in Australia to allow for the return of spectators to stadiums for the first time since COVID um, broke out. Game one, Leeds defeated Wakefield 15-13 with Mason Leno scoring for Wakefield. Reese Martin and Conrad Harrell scored for Leeds. Um, the game went into extra time when Luke Gale slotted a field goal for Leeds and Mason Leno iced one just before the 80th minute. Uh, an illegal strip saw Wakefield give away a penalty right in front to give Leeds the win, which gave Leeds their second win of the season and Wakefield are still winless. Game two, Hulkingston Rovers defeated Castleford 26-22. to Hulkingston Rovers bounced back from the drubbing they received against Warrington when Greg Inglis debuted. Game three, the Catlin Dragons defeated Hull FC 27-10. Hull FC could not back up from their massive victory in the Challenge Cup quarterfinal against Wigan. Game four, Wigan Warriors defeated Lace Centurions 30 to 16. Wigan are undefeated with Lace still winless for the ESL season. Game five, St. Helens defeated Salford 28-0. St. Helens remain undefeated while Salford sit on the one win from six games. The final game was Huddersfield defeating Warrington 26 to 20. In the first half, boys, so I watched this game as well. In the first half, Aiden Caesar had a blinder. He set up or scored uh, the first three tries for the Giants and steered them to a 20-0 lead at halftime. In the second half, Greg Inglis opened the proceedings with a try. It was, it was like a slow-motion try as well, by the way. Um, they clawed back to 20-18. However, Caesar did a short ball to Kenny Edwards um, in the 66th minute. And they end up taking the points. So, it's happy for them. But in the meantime, over to some North American rugby league news. Now, a, boys, I don't know if you've heard, I love but you. a significant setback for the North American rugby league competition has emerged as of wow. last week. You ready for this one? Yep. The Western Conference has been postponed until 2022. So the Western oh, Conference involved Las Vegas, Phoenix, Austin, San Diego, San Francisco, and Portland. So they are unable to compete this year in the conference as the league was unable to secure a high level of insurance. That's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. The administrator stated that they... That, uh, the administrators stated they did not feel it was right to play a comp if the players were not guaranteed cover, so injury cover. And they said a major contributing factor to not receiving that cover was due to COVID. They said that, you know, if players mingle, this and that, it's oh, just damn not COVID. 
It yeah. just keeps keeps burning its ugly head. Yeah. Firstly, it was that's um, a you know, shame. That's a shame. Yeah, it is because COVID firstly separated us this week, and now it's ruined a competition in America. Um. So what that leaves us with is the Eastern Conference, which still has six clubs, and the two Canadian clubs. But they won't be meeting. They're still separate because of, um, again, COVID. Uh, the oh, idea yeah. is everyone kicks off in 2022 and they want California Rugby League to merge with the competition as well. So they've got an expansion of teams in their first full season, I guess. They're expanding. How many teams are there? Well, at the moment, there's 14. So that's... 12 American teams wow. and two Canadian clubs. Uh, they yeah. want they want two Canadian clubs, two more Canadian clubs, and they want um, Los Angeles clubs to go on the Western Conference. Yeah, wow. I, th- mm. I think that's great. I, I love it. Yeah. But as it stands, we're, they're only doing the Eastern Conference and the Canadian Cup, and I don't know if they're going to merge those or what's, what's going to happen. But... While we are on the Eastern Conference, some more drama boys. Western, Con- Western Conference or the Eastern Conference? Eastern Conference isn't playing, right? The no, Western the Western Conference is the, playing. The Western Conference is 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 postponed to next year. The Eastern Conference is going ahead. Okay, yeah. Although there is some drama emerging for them now as well. Now, I don't know if you've heard this one. The governing body for America is not the NARL. It's the USA Rugby League. So it's two different bodies, right? The USA Rugby League had 12 amateur teams. So they ran a 12-team comp, but they didn't pay them. And it was... Uh, what's, what's, what's happened since the emergence of NARL is four of the USA Rugby League clubs have broken away to join the professional amateur competition, which is the NARL. So Brooklyn, Boston, and Atlanta, as well as the White Plains uh, Wombats, which have merged with New York to, ma- to make New York freedom, they broke away. So at the moment, okay. the USA Rugby League has the shits because this new competition has just come in and gone, we're going pro and we're taking some of your clubs and we're going to grow the game. But the USA Rugby League is like, well, you didn't consult us and we're in charge. So... At the moment, they want to come to an agree- agreement with, with something, but, at, but they still see the NARL as a rebel competition. So what may kickstart if there's no resolution is America's own version of a Super League war. And that is something that no one wants. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. When, um, when, they, when they decided to uh, make this new comp and those, those teams decided to uh, kick away from their old, that's a big mistake. What they should have done was just say, okay, we're disbanding that club and we're starting a new club. And if they've got to put a new name and a new emblem, I know that kind of sucks, but that's how you get around those legalities. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Anyway, yeah. that's a shame. Well, they should all mer- – like California isn't even – a part of the USA Rugby League, just for the, those that don't know. And they all need to come together and eventually merge it into the NARL and then make this thing, you know, massive. It sounds like, it sounds like boxing. Yeah. <laughs> too, many, too many too many, governing bodies. Yeah, too many belts. <laughs> too many, yeah. too many, yeah. 
The Atlanta Rhinos have signed ex-NRL, ex-ESL and Samoan international hooker Peter Godinay. Do you remember him, boys? I remember, yeah. <laughs> yes. What are you laughing? <laughs> what are you because laughing at? That, that's a massive entrance. He did this, he did that, he did that. He was, yeah, anyway. Good luck to him. <laughs> hey, he was good for Samoa. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Where's, where did he play last? Well, you know where he's playing now. He's playing in the French Elite One rugby league competition. That's where he's playing right now. He's only 33. So mm. he last played in the NRL for the Tigers in 2018. So he's bringing a, he's bringing a winning culture. <laughs> He'll be one of their best players, I'll tell you now. He will be. But good on him. Good on him. That's good. Good on him. And uh, the last sort of signing news, which is pretty cool, uh, i got to say, um, the Cleveland 13 have announced 15 All-American signings. So a great initiative by their club to properly grow the game in America with American players. I think that's pretty cool. A lot of them are either rugby expats that are American or NFL um, wannabe players, like ones that never never made the cut pretty much. Their Athlete. owner, his name is Monty Gaddis, and he has grown the Cleveland brand exponentially. He, he, he himself was a, a, a prospect for the NFL. He never cut it. So he started playing union and then he got it. He dabbled into league and he never looked back and he loved, he fell in love with rugby league. And now he's trying to ensure that Cleveland is a powerhouse for America and a, and a trailblazer for him, I guess. That's, that's Glenn Morrison's side, right? Yeah. That's the one. Good, good, good. He's, he's picked the right players. Glenn Morrison's well, a someone. Well, did you see what he did with um, the Panthers? No. So, oh, I did actually. I did see that. I did yeah. see that. Yeah. Every every Penrith player that's like in the starting seventeen was like, "We're on, you know, we're on the Cleveland bandwagon." They they all did a video saying, "You know, we we support you," and you know, "Go Cleveland," and it was pretty cool. I think like, that's a that's a great it's a great idea. I think every club should have a a, a satellite club over in America. I think that's great. Yeah. Right. That's where, where the freaking money is. Like, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can't. They can't. They can't just disregard it. Get on it early, and yeah. Look, like America, like Ampol, the bloody petrol stations that are popping up everywhere in Sydney now. They're sponsoring State of Origin. You know, they're just pouring money in. They're going well. Obviously, this this makes money, so we'll just put our brand on there. Americans know how to how to run sport like a business. They need to start chipping away at the Americans and, you know, it will feed into rugby league and get rugby league some more viewership, which it deserves because it's such a good sport. And that's why we've got a podcast, right? So anyway, Uh, boys, let's move on. I just want to say, I just want to say on that, I'm going to buy, I'm going to pick a team. I'm going to, I'm going to do a bit of research. I'm going to pick a team and I'm going to buy a Jersey. Did you see, um, Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't know if all the three of us should be get- the same or if we should. Well, I'm uh... get- I'm get- I was going to say, I'm getting in early. I'm going Cleveland 13. Mm. Okay. I don't mind I'll do that. a bit of research. I've got my foreign I've got my foreign correspondent over there who's going to do some digging around for me. Ooh. Okay. Our, our, our only American listener. Hey, we've got a few now. You, uh... Oh, that's right. We've got a few. Yeah. Have you, have you spoken to him, Clarky? 
<laughs> yeah, I told him. I said to him he has to go to the first game and like try and get some photos and stuff for us. Oh, awesome. So, Pat, Patty Moore, the the sole trader and proprietor of um, B12 Days Hardware over there, he could be um, should get him on for a sponsor. Oh, I like that. <laughs> B12 B12 Ace Hardware for all your hardware ne- hardware needs. Shout out to Patty. Yeah. <laughs> we saw last week like Carboni, Michael Carboni from Chasing Kangaroos. I got a photo with him in a in the New York rugby league training jersey, like the bid jersey they had before they turned into New York Freedom. So I might have to go for New York, boys. Yeah. I'll get back to you. I don't know okay. yet. Okay. Uh, boys, did you hear that Chris Sandow wants to make a comeback to the NRL? <laughs> I mean, he won't. He wouldn't make it anywhere. <laughs> well, his last game in the NRL was in 2015, and he's come out to the Daily Telegraph and stated, "I will play anywhere. I'm an unpredictable player. I yeah, will right. sign for minimum wage at 150k." Uh, oh. NRL. Yeah, that's what he said. It's like, oh, that good, good on you, Chrissy. Like, because hey, you know where some... Sandow should go? Where? America. Hundred percent. You know what? He'd be great in America. You're all over it. Hundred percent. Let's uh, let's um, yep. I'll I'll Instagram um Patty Moore and um I'll get him onto it. Hundred percent. He can be. He can be he can be a um, third party B twelve B twelve Ace Hardware can be a third third party sponsor for um Chrissy Sandow and he'll be good. <laughs> hey, he, he he would kill it in America. Anyway. All right, boys, let's move on to the sideline stories round ten NRL recap. Magic round, Clarky. All games at one venue, my friend. That was the Suncor, wasn't it? All the games? Yeah, Magic Round. And and um they just re-signed for like another two years or something. Oh, did they actually? I, I don't. I don't know if they re-signed for two years, but they already had two years planned. That's what. Oh. I, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, but it's, but it's set in stone. So all, all that yep. talk about strategically yep. moving it to New Zealand or Perth is. Is that the water? Well, while we're on it, Toby Rudolph actually came out um, in a post-game interview and he said they should have three magic rounds per year. I don't see why not. I saw that as well. I don't. Yeah. I really don't see why not. Mad idea. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought I think that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. why not? One at Perth, one in New Zealand, one at Brisbane. Yep. Sign, yeah, sign the contract tomorrow. Yep, good idea. Because you know what Magic Ground is, Clarky. Oh yeah, venue. it's all games at the one ground. Yes, <laughs> I did. I did notice that on the weekend. <laughs> Boys, we'll move on to our tips. We all got seven. We all fucked up and picked Newcastle. We all could have gotten full rounds if we picked Tigers. So no one, no one would have picked the Tigers. Nah. So the Tigers fan. Fifty-eight for you two and fifty-five for me. So I'm still trying to claw back, but I've got how many more rounds? Twenty. I've got fifteen rounds to go. So I'll get there. <laughs> Game one, boys. The thirteenth place West Tigers defeat the eleventh place Newcastle Knights, thirty-six to eighteen. For the Tigers, the sideline stories Dally M leader Adam Dewey switched to the centre position. <laughs> To the amazement of us here on the podcast, yet he still ripped up, bagging himself a brace of tries. The Newcastle Knights, on the other hand, were without Ponga due to a hip injury. 
And to be honest, without him, they just don't have a chance, as well as Mitchell Pearce being out, but still. Mate, they look they look so bad without Ponga. Mm. But um Yeah, mate, Adam Adam Dewey, like master stroke for Madge. He is a premiership winning he is a premiership winning coach. So I don't know why everyone's so surprised that he makes that he's he makes decisions that turn out right. Mm. But um He's doing the best he can with that with that squad, but yeah, but it was it was still surprising. Thirty six points, oh, that was that was huge from the Tigers. Um, yeah, I think it just I think it proved that Tex Hoy's not a first grader as well. He had an absolute bludger of a game. Mate, um, I thought uh, Brooks Brooks had his best game of the season. Like we've already it's said, best Dewey. best game best game of the season, mate. Probably the best game of his career. Maybe, yep. Dewey was lights out. Uh, I've actually wanted to bring something up. Clarky, you, you told us that uh, the father-in-law's got involved and he's uh, he's <laughs> not happy. He's not happy that Dewey's winning our Daly M's. Well, but he's how a can you, how can you how can you uh, how can you argue with the <laughs> with, with the proofs in the pudding, mate? If he's the best player on the field, he keeps getting those those three yeah. two, threes and twos. What are you doing? Okay. Well, well, he's a First of all, he likes to call them the sideline story M's. Yep, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, that's his little that's his little um, joke with us. He we should change he's a pa- he's a he's a pa- he's a Panthers fan, so he obviously sees Nathan Cleary in a pretty pretty good light. And Nathan Cleary at the moment has just I think he's gone seven points clear at the top of the Daly M's. So he's got a point, but <laughs> to his amazement. Dane Laurie's because he we spoke about it because we watched the game together. He thinks that Dane Laurie only deserved two sideline story Dewey, and points. Dewey, Dewey, Dewey. Sorry, Adam Dewey deserved two points, but we've given him three. So he just keeps staying at the top of our leaderboard. Yeah. Cleary is pulling back it, up. You, you know what? Cleary's playing great. And your uh, father in law must hate me for what I say about him, but he's been playing great. But at the start of the year, he wasn't the best player in their team. End of story. Yeah, Easy. true. And it comes back down to the three-two-one system. If it yep. was out of ten for every player, the thirty-four players that are playing, then it might be a different story. <laughs> but it's pick the three best out of thirty-four. It's very hard. True. Very Mate, hard. just just the lastly on that, uh, James Tamu had a uh, had a really good captain's knock. Uh, there was a little. Uh, he just kept taking the ball forward. Good tackles. Was involved in everything. And then at the end of the game, towards the end of the game, it was a little bit of a push-shove with Frizzell and Barnett. Didn't take a backward step. And that's the kind of player that the Tigers need. Mm. And that's the kind of the effort that, that Tamu needs to put in each week. The yep. Knights are playing the Cowboys at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. And the Tigers are playing the Warriors at Central Coast. So what do you boys have for your tentative both, tips? Both the other teams. Both the other teams. The Warriors and the Cowboys. Yep, I'm with you. Yeah, it's hard to go past. Hard to go past that. Um, our boy Rocco Berry's out for mm. the Warriors, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. and um, so is Josh. And so is Josh Curran. I think he's out for um a good. I think he's out for like six weeks with that dislocated or the hyperextended elbow. They'll still yeah take the points from the Tigers. Yeah, guilty. Our three, two, ones. I uh, already spoke about him pretty much. Dewey three easily. Brooks two. Tamo one. Game two, boys. The seventh-placed Manly Seagulls defeat the 15th-placed Brisbane Broncos 50-6. to 
The Broncos copped their first 50-point thrashing of the year, officially ruling them out from winning the comp if stats are anything to go by. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure that is the only reason why they weren't winning the comp. For Manly, the return of Martin to power was massive in a game where a firing Jason Saab bagged two tries and our potentially potentially the best player in the game right now, Tommy Turbo, Bagged two tries, two try assists, and Ruben Garrett kicked nine from nine goals. Manly are now four from five with Turbo in the side. Now, listen to this stat, boys. Before he came back in the side, first five rounds, Manly were averaging 9.4 points per game. With him in the side, the next five games, they've averaged 36.8 with him in the team. Jesus. Ridiculous. He's crazy. He's a freak. Isn't that crazy? Well, like I said, he's like he's he's made Jason Saab quicker just being on the field. Uh, he's made Jason Saab look mad. Mm. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. We had um we obviously had um some sin bins in that game. Uh when the Broncos copped their sin bin, uh sorry, their double sin bin at the same period. Uh it was 13 on eleven. And Manly bagged three tries in that period, which shut the game out. Like it was already done anyway, but they did score three tries just to solidify that fifty-point th- thrashing, I guess. Um, yeah, that, that's that's done by Ricky because you know what? With twelve, look, you know what? I know they're losing, but that just put them under way too much pressure. And they yeah. the game was lost, but you still don't do what you. There's no headbutts, mate. Anyway, I did love. Um, uh, just because we always talk about Tommy Turbo, um, I, I, I want to go away from him for a sec. I did love uh, the return of Martin Tapao and his at-the-line um, ball to, I think it was Sean Kepi. He just ran this beautiful line. Yeah. And, yeah. oh, mate, it was that, – that that's a – you don't see that pass being um, pulled off by a lot of props, yet he mate, made it look fucking no. seamless. Mate, um, mate – Sean Kepi yeah, Sean Kep, Sean Kepi's probably one of the most improved players in the comp at the yeah, moment. O- obviously, obviously, as I Papali'i is getting all the accolades and deservedly so, but mate, Sean Kepi's killing it at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Great. It, mate, you know what? He's been, he's been there for a little while now, and they've, they earmarked him to be a starter, and this year he's put his foot down. Boys, looking at um, like there's not much more to really talk about there. Manly just annihilated a dog shit Bronco side. That's just put to put a blunt. A lot of good players, a lot of good players for Manly. Yeah, but looking, I can see him. Next I week, can see him bouncing back next week. Yeah, Oof. well, far out. Look, looking next week for the Broncos, they're playing the Roosters at the SCG. It's going to be a belting. If anyone says it otherwise, they're blind. All living under a rock, but Manly. Have a cracking game against your Parramatta Eels, Guilty, at Parramatta. Yeah. Mate, sorry, s- sorry to come back to the game. Albert Kelly's been named at five eight for the Broncos. Yeah. Oh wow. They've yeah, they've, they've dropped, dropped Anthony, they've dropped Anthony Milford. Yeah. Oh, they got to do something. They lost by fifty. Mm. Yeah. So, big game, but Guilty Eels Eels Manly in um, Bankwest Stadium. Mate, I'm picking Eels, obviously, but but it's a big game. You know, close game. Four four p.m. Sunday, and the game before that is the South Panthers game. Jesus, what about that Sunday game? That one. That one's an odd one. That one's in Dubbo, Clarkie. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. But, but um, it still doesn't it, take it, away from the fact that it's going to be a big game. Yeah, and um, interesting for Manly as well. They've named, which is good, I like it. They've named Cade Custard, Cade Custard 5'8", and led the, left Josh Schuster in the second row, mm. who is a 5'8", so, but he's just going too well in the second row. Yeah, that's right, because Foran broke his hand straight away in that game, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was so, gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. But, Guilty, we will, we will move forward. But before we do, three, two, ones. Okay, I mean, we talked about um, we talked about Turbo already, but three points of Turbo. Paseca, his first in, I think he made six get-ups in the first seven minutes, and he got two points, and uh, Jake was in everything. He had a great game. Martin Tapao was good too, and um, oh, there was someone else that stood out. Obviously, Saab's, Saab's sure. going pretty good now too. Sean Kepi did well. Boys, game three, the eighth-placed Canberra Raiders defeat the 16th-placed Canterbury Bulldogs 20-18. to 18. The Raiders finally break their losing streak. They were on a five-game losing streak, for those that didn't know. The Bulldogs are now one win from 10 games. The Raiders didn't have Tarpanay, Rapana, uh, Ryan Sutton, and they replaced them with Dynamis Louis, Josh Hodgson, and Ryan James. For this game as well, for the Bulldogs... Flanagan was dropped as halfback with Avarillo taking his spot and Brennan Wakeham taking the 5'8 role. The Raiders won this match, boys, with a man short for 20 minutes when Papali got sent off. I've got to say, clubs usually do step up or teams usually step up when their backs are against the wall. And they stepped up. They were down 12-8 and they ended up winning the game. Dan, this was a shit game, man. This was so boring. It was was so crap. You know, I, I watched this game. I watched this game and I, yeah, well, I watched this game and I went, I don't know if I want to watch any more rugby league this week. That's put me off. Yeah. It was that bad. It was yeah. that bad. Yeah. I'm happy to I'm happy to leave it at that. Look, I I don't know yeah. if um I don't know if there's anything else we can contribute to it, seriously. Like the it was the worst game of the week. Oh, easily. But mate, mate, I used to I watched the I can't remember when it was. Joey Le, Joey Leilua was ripping it up. Jordan Rapana was like in his prime. I used to watch the Canberra Raiders. I probably watched more Canberra Raiders game in the year that I'm talking. It would have been like maybe 17 more Canberra Raiders games than I did South games because they were so exciting to watch. It's mate, and it gets worse next week playing Melbourne. Well, yeah, they're playing Melbourne at Canberra, luckily for them, I guess. Uh, whereas the Bulldogs are playing the Titans in Gold Coast. The, the dogs usually play well against Gold Coast. Uh, we're kind of their bogey team, but this year they're just they're just no good, and they're not going to win that game either. They're going to be mate, one from eleven. Mate, Canberra, no Jack White, no Josh Papali, no Josh Hodgson. Oh, yeah. mate, they're look they're staring down the barrel of fifty nil. Yeah. So just... who, who are Canberra playing? Sorry, Melbourne. Melbourne Storm. without yeah, White and White and Hodgson. <laughs> And Josh Papali, Papali. Yeah. No, Guilty, I, I, I know we were talking about this uh, with Clarky earlier today, but um, it was very difficult to pick a 3 2 1 for this game, wasn't it? Oh, you could. Yeah, it was because the 3 2 1s went to average players who played average, but they were the best players on the park. Mm. Harold mm. Renara got three. Uh, Dallin Watin Zelezniak. Got two, yep. and uh, Luke Thompson got one. 
but Jesus, honestly, it was it was piss poor, horrible. Anyway. Game four, the fourth-placed South Sydney Rabbitohs defeat the 14th-placed Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 32-22. to 22. For the Sharks, no Sean Johnson, Jesse Ramian, with Andrew Fafita making his first NRL appearance in 2021. The Rabbitohs were happy with the much-needed return of Adam Reynolds, who have now won 17 out of 21 games with him in the side. A uh, bit of a scare in this game, Clarky, with uh, Cronulla's comeback. Yeah. Looking forward to looking forward to Latrell coming back. No, nothing against Cody at fullback and Benji, but yeah, the better, better the sooner Cody Walker moves back to five eight and Benji just playing his role off the bench, the better I think. Because he's due back next week, isn't he? Yes. Or this week, sorry, this week. This week, yes. So, Mate, you uh, brought it up, Dan. Um, you, you talked about uh, being a close game, bit of a scare on the comeback, mate. Yeah. Uh, South's got a piggyback. So when um, so when, when it was twenty uh, to sixteen, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Chad Chad Townsend got done with a crusher tackle, which was absolute bullshit. Probably the worst call around. I'm with you because the the issue that the, that they've come out, the NRL has come out and said we were wrong for doing that. Uh, was you know the crusher tackle happened? It wasn't a crusher. Firstly. It secondly, yeah. yeah, it wasn't one firstly, but secondly, they've gone back after two or three plays have had expired yeah. and they, the NRL came out uh, today and they said, we made a mistake uh, because obviously that crusher tackle isn't that serious to go back two or three plays. And what, what um, transpired from this shit call is they got a penalty to get out of their 20 and then they got a try and the try itself, I don't know if you boys agree or disagree with this. I'm going to say it anyway. Tavita Tola was on the floor and his, his arms were up, but then players have come on top of him to solidify a tackle and then he's offloaded it from the ground yeah. and then they've scored a try. When When is yeah. held held is is what I'm getting at with that. I guess, I guess, I guess with that, man, it's, it's when held's held when the ref says it's held. And he hadn't done Gildy. that yet. Gildy, you know, let's apply the eyeball the eyeball test. Was that a try? Man, you know what? It looked ugly, but I'll give it a try. Really? That Yeah. Look, I mean, man, he, add, he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, add, he just sort yeah. of handed it to him. He just sort of handed it to him. Yeah, add that with the fact that we went back seven or well, four or five tackles. Mate, it was like... I thought I was watching the Super Rugby. I was going to neck myself. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, look. Look. They shouldn't have ever had the opportunity. It was unfair. It was a little bit unfair for Cronulla. Mm. Yeah. That. Yeah. The, the overriding factor here is that Chad Townsend crush the tackle wasn't as they rubbish. as they sanctioned, and yeah, it was rubbish, straight out. In you know, not taking anything away from the game. The game was exciting, um, but. Um, yeah, looking forward to next week. The Rabbitohs are playing the Panthers in Dubbo. We spoke about that. We didn't say who we thought would win. I believe it's a Panthers. It's Panthers advantage. Latrell Mitchell coming back is massive for them, so it will be a close game for the Sharks. They're playing the Dragons in Cogra. That's a fifty-fifty because they're both um, lowly, you know, lowly size at the moment. Mate, I'll, I'll, I'll get to the Dragons game in a minute, but if the Dragons play like they did against Melbourne, I know they got beat, but if they had 12 players, they, they played really well. Anyway, 
But, yeah, um, but no, um, sorry, Gil, no just on that, there's no Matt Dufty. That that hurts. That hurts. Yeah, me. yeah fair enough. Real. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, um, what do you boys think about the Rabbitohs Panthers? Mate, it's going to be a cracking game, I think. I think Latrell's got to have a big game. Latrell's got to be influence, influential. I'm so excited about those two games, Fair Dinkum, on that on Sunday. Um, yeah. You can't, you can't not tip the Panthers. That you just, you, you have to keep tipping them until they lose. Like it's. Are you going to tip them? Are you tipping them, Clarky? Yeah. Yeah, over the over South. Yeah. Okay. Right he, he doesn't tip with his heart like you. Yeah, and, right. I, and I have okay. no choice. I can't tip with my heart. The dogs are shit this year. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty, what are our three, two, ones for the Rabbitoh Sharks? Okay, um, just before I do, I'll just go. Benji had two great touches. Both his passes were great passes for tries. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, that was pretty much all he did. Uh, Cody got three. Uh, Adam Reynolds got two. And Tom Burgess got one. Moving forward to game five, the fifth place Sydney Roosters defeated the 12th place North Queensland Cowboys 30 to 16. Lachlan Lamb replaced the injured Drew Hutchinson and Satili Tupanua returned from suspension. For this game, boys, I watched um, I watched this one when I was um, away. The Roosters started on fire. They started the match on fire. Then the Tupanua Sinbin brought North Queensland back into the game. In saying that, I thought overall the Roosters outclassed them, but the Cowboys put up a, a, a decent fight. Teddy had a blinder. I think he's listening to this podcast and going, oh, you, you, you boys think Tom Trebovich is better? Well, I'm better. That's what I think. He you all must have forgot. <laughs> yeah. Boys, what did you think of that game? Uh, on that on that Tedesco thing, mate, uh, he played great. He, he got our three, but Turbo played better for his team. Anyway, <laughs> um, look, man, it was a, it was a, it was a decent game. Uh, we've already talked about it with regards to the, the what happened with regards to the high tackles. Um, one good thing that happened that I, I thought was uh, when Valentine Holmes went straight over the top of Walker, it just shows your Walker. I, I still don't think attack-wise, he's great. Defense-wise, he's horrible. Holmes is looking a bit better in that fullback role uh, the more he plays there. He is. I think. He really is. Yeah. Look, Lachlan Lamb had a really solid return, I thought. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but mate, they're going to have to start treating Sam Walker like a Benji when he was 18. They're just going to have to – or a Preston Move Campbell. They're gonna, they, yeah, they're going to have to hide him. They're fair thinking yeah. they're going to have to hide him. He's a liability. But, yeah, when, mate. When, t- he, when he, they play the big teams, the, the good teams, they're going to like, – like Parramatta showed it. They're, they're just going to go after – they're just going to direct attack that at him. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Mm. But, yeah, mate, J- J- David Bowen had a – had a solid game. He's just hey, good try. He's got, one, he's got one eye. He's got one eye on that um Queensland you know, jersey. Mate, he's the, almost there, Javid the, the Queensland jersey that everyone messaged our podcast on Instagram <laughs> and Facebook about, and went, "Who the fuck picks Javid Bowen?" And I was just like, uh, "Guilty, did." <laughs> look, look, look. I'm not even going to try and defend it. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, Gildy? I'll give you some props. It's better than Clarky's team. Actually, you know what? Some people agreed with Clarky's uh, Queensland team. Oh, like did they? Yeah. I don't know whether I said it. I don't know whether I said it last um, podcast, but mate, Mark Geyer, did I say this? No, nah. no. Nah. Mark Geyer tried to do the same thing as me on his on Mark Geyer on the rush hour. 
tried to do it, but then caved in. And I'm like, because my wife's a bit skeptical on whether she likes the whole idea. She's like, oh, you probably should have done a team. My guy's like, oh, I don't give two Forexes who they pick for Queensland and then end up picking his Queensland team. It's like, well, no, you either either make the joke and stick with it or don't, or just name it. Yeah. So at least I stuck to my guns. Mate, can I just say something on that? Just say something on that. I, I, if, if I could take mine back, I would because there's a couple of changes I'd make. <laughs> well, look, because we, we... after Sewer, after Sewer, we know we're talking about the next game, but after Sewer got sent off, he had another tackle in that game and he absolutely snapped someone and he needs to be in the side. Anyway. Well, I will, I will say something before we move to next week's games. The edict that the NRL's taken is going to rule out more players. For everyone's origin teams, Papali's already out. So, yep. well, they go, they, they're talking about. They asked, uh, they asked Paul Kent, and they said they pretty much, well, in that NRL 360, they've got to, they've got to do oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, boys, we'll look at next week's games. The Roosters are playing the Broncos at the SCG. We spoke about that. That will be a thrashing. The Cowboys are playing the Knights at uh, North Queensland. We also spoke about that. I think the Cowboys are playing some decent footy. Uh, they play as a yeah. team. Uh, they'll yeah. beat the Knights. I think they'll smash the Knights, actually. Oof, big call. Yeah. Is Ponga yeah. playing? No. Nah. Yeah. Nah, nah. They'll smash them. They'll okay. smash them. Guilty, uh, three, two, ones for the Roosters Cowboys. Okay. Uh, Tedesco, three. Radley, two. Crichton, one. Moving on to game six, the second-place Parramatta Eels defeat the 10th-place New Zealand Warriors, not Auckland Warriors, 34-18. to 18. <laughs> First of all, boys, no sin bins or send-offs in this game. This is the only game that didn't cop the uh, NRL crackdown. Uh, you know what? Because they, they went by the rules. And no, not, and also, like, Parramatta, well, I'm sure, you know, they were warned last week. They did two stupid things where... We're going to suffer for them for a couple of weeks, hmm. and I'm sure the coach has said we can't, we we just can't have it, and that's what every team's got to do. Hmm. Regardless of that, the Eels beat the Warriors. They are now five wins in a row, and they've only lost one match all season, which is very, very good um, for their club. The Warriors were happy they got Ben Murdoch Masilla back on board, uh, although Peter Hickey has been ruled out all season with a shoulder injury for Parramatta. Yeah, can... You and Aiken made a return. Oh, he, Mate, he played pretty good too, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. For Parramatta, guilty. Brad Arthur named his son Jacob, like we spoke about. He made his debut. Uh, to be fair, he did a solid job in place of Dylan Brown, who was suspended. Mate, um, the power of my team, but they, they do one. They're up 24 to nil at about the 25th minute or the 23rd minute or something yeah, like that. Yeah. One thing Paro don't do is put their foot on the throat and they just, they've got to do that with those sort of teams. You have 24 nil because at one point I, I thought, oh, um, the Warriors are coming back here. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? At 24 nil, when the amount of tackling that the Warriors had had to do, hmm. Parramatta should have, Parramatta should have won by 50, but they didn't. And that's, that's a little bit of a worry. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But yeah, they were, they were tracking at a point per minute or even better than that. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, they still won the match, which is good. I will, I will, look, Mitch Moses had a blinder and so did Regan Campbell Gillard. And I know they're in our three, two ones, but I will plug the Warriors, uh, Reese Walsh. He, you know what? I think he's our third 
player, is he not for our three two ones? He is. Yeah, he is. Mate, like he 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 come he come on as a number four uh from the bench, number fourteen jersey. He from now on, the Warriors have stated that when he comes on, Tuvasashek gets moved from fullback. Pretty- yeah, they made an error. Okay, they made an error there. Well, I'm not saying that bringing Reese Walsh is the error. I'm saying that they put two of us a check on the wing and it wasted him. They, they could have won that game. If they, they just moved two of us a check to lock or in the middle of the field somewhere. Hmm. Well, looking at next week, Guilty, you're, you're going to want the Parramatta Eels to play that 80-minute style of game because they are playing manly and they are at home, but... I mean, the Eels are at home, but they. I know what you're saying. We want them to play a full 80 minutes because you can't let up against the better sides. I'm not saying the Warriors are shit. Just, you know, they're not as good as Manly at the moment, are they? No, but- uh, look, it, it, look uh, I don't want to preface it by saying, oh, he's being careful on that. But Manly are on fire. And I thought, you know what, if the Eels play like they did in that first 20 minutes and they can sort of push through for a period of 60 minutes all the way through, Manly are in trouble, but if 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 Parramatta play like they did in the middle portion of the game, Parramatta are in trouble. For the Warriors, they've got the Tigers at Central Coast. It could be a it could be a decent game, but I think the Warriors will get them. I just don't think it will be a, a blowout. Chanel Harris Tavita, he's getting better each week, and hmm. man, and then they've got like you said, Walsh, Tuivasa-Shek. I'm picking the Warriors for that. You on board, Clarky? Yeah, the Warriors. And we've already spoke about our three, two, ones, guilty, but just for the yeah. listeners, Moses three, Campbell Gillard two, Reese Walsh one. Game seven, the third place Melbourne Storm defeat the sixth placed St George Illawarra Dragons forty four to eighteen. Melbourne have won their seventh game in a row. The Storm have scored over forty points in six games this season so far. Six out of ten games over forty points. The Dragons survive somehow the 50-point no premiership plunge. So they didn't concede 50, so they can still win the premiership, which is good for them. The Storm had no Harry Grant, no Cameron Munster, no Brendan Smith. Even without them, they still played ruthless. I think their best player that stood out was Nico Hines. And Josh Adokar scores yet another hat-trick as well. Mate, did you say that? With um, sorry, with um, what's the Laramia or whatever his name is? The he was the know. he he come on as the eighteenth man. He replaced Josh Adokar, and within thirty seconds of coming on to replace Josh Adokar for uh, I think it might have been HIA, he scores. So Josh Adokar could have gotten another bloody four tries. Would have been crazy. Yeah, it would have been. Hey, on, on this game. The Dragons turned up. So I know that Melbourne didn't have those players playing, but if the Dragons hadn't have... Honestly, if Dufty hadn't got injured, um, this this could have been this could have been a loss to Melbourne. Mate, I thought that I thought the Dragons were going to do it. Like the, sc- the score doesn't justify the game, is what I'm oh, saying. Oh God, no, God, no. Mate, at half time, the Storm were in massive trouble. Yeah, and they had twelve players. They were, the Dragons were playing with twelve players, so. I got to admit, the Dragons turned up this game. It's just unfortunate that uh, that Duffy went off injured and and they and that uh, they had twelve players because I think they probably would have won. Yeah, boys, I, I I agree with you. The Duffy played out of his skin. 
he, he had a hand in two of Ravalawa's three tries. The three tries they scored were were a hat trick to Ravalawa. Um, and however, they, they were unlucky not to get another one. There was the one where he put a kick through for uh, what's Cody? What's what's the Cody's last name? Cody Ramsey. Cody Ramsey. Cody Ramsey on the left, and Cody Ramsey put a foot out. They were lucky not to get another try. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They would have been in front. Hundred percent. Looking to next week's games with that in mind, the Dragons have the Sharks at Cogra. They're still not playing consistent football, either club. It could be a, a great game as a rivalry, but because they're so low, oh, the Dragons aren't low on the ladder. They should be lower, but they're sixth. I just, you know, it's a 50-50 game. But for the Storm, they're going to absolutely annihilate Canberra. doesn't matter if they've, they've got Grant, Munster, Smith out still. They're going to pump them. Yep. Agree. Who you got for three I'm two picking, ones? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I've just done that. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm picking uh, Cronulla. Clarky, who you got? I think I'm, I think I'm still gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Dragons. I think. Mm, I'm gonna have a a look at it properly, but I'm tentatively gonna pick the Sharks. But I'll have a look at it properly. I don't know. But guilty. Our three two ones. Three, two, ones. Nico Hines, Dusty for 50-minute effort, but he would have been the man of the match otherwise. And uh, Kenny Bromwich got a point. The final game of Magic Round, Clarky, which was played at uh, Suncorp as the other seven games. The first-placed <laughs> Penrith Panthers defeat the ninth-placed Gold Coast Titans 48-12. to 12. The Panthers are now 10 from 10, setting a new club record again. And a fact check from last week, boys. I made a mistake. Uh, I said the overall record for the best start was Melbourne in 2012 with 12 wins in a row. I'm mistaken. They lost their round 10 game to Cronulla. So the Panthers are now the new record holders for the best start to a season ever in the NRL with 10. Uh, Nathan Cleary Cleary had a fair game in this one. (laughs) Guilty, did he? (laughs) Mate, okay. I'm going to bring someone up here. Yeah. Uh, Bo Firma ran over him twice at the back end of the game. Yeah, he had a great game. But he wasn't perfect. No one's perfect, Gildy. Me, you, nor Clarky. We're not perfect. Hey, black and white, mate. He wasn't perfect. Our boy Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Look, for the Titans, I don't know how they survived conceding 50 points, a.k.a. the no premiership plunge. I don't know how they survived it. Um they were also without Dave Fafita, who stupidly copped a two-match suspension for fighting that high tackle charge from last week. He's just an idiot. He should just cop the one week. But, um, mate, on Nathan Cleary, guilty, the bloke listens to the podcast. This is what he does, yeah, he right? He hears you, he listens awesome. to you, he gets the shits, yeah. and he goes, yeah. all right, this guilty doesn't like me. I'm going to show yeah. him. I'm going to score three tries, create two try assists, three line breaks, Two line break assists and 173 running meters. And Mate. I'm sure he kicked. I'm sure he did a whole heap of kick meters as well. Well, how funny is this? Penrith copped the Moses Leota sin bin and they score twice when they have one less on the field. That's crazy. Yeah, they're, they're going awesome, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They're red Mate, hot. Um, they're red hot. I know we like to throw in a couple of um, super coach facts every now and again. Um, Nathan Cleary set the all-time Supercoach point-scoring yes, record with 225 points. Oh, You know what? Man. On that, on that, you know what? I've got him and I've got Turbo and yeah. I moved the captaincy off. So did I. Turbo. So did I. Bastard. 
I made but him that's why I hate him. That's why I hate him. <laughs> Don't hate. Appreciate. Uh, yeah, look, this game, boys, there's not much to say. The, the Panthers were just awesome. That's all I can say. Can't yeah, contribute man, look, their, their middles just... James Fisher-Harris had a block. Did you see that Troy scored? Yeah. Just went Every, through the middle of them. They've just got bodies moving everywhere. And the whole defensive line is just... They're just sixes and sevens. They don't know what to do. When, when everyone's he's moving. An for you. He's an alarm for you. So I picked Frizzell in my origin team. Mm. I'd quite happily drop Frizzell, even as a starter, and bring in Isaiah Yo. He had a great game as well. Yeah. yeah. But you know, who's in a lot, you know who's in a lot of people's teams... Um, is Liam Martin. He's okay. in a lot of a lot of experts um origin. But and I did not, I did mention him when I eventually picked Nathan Brown. You did. Um listen, mate, on him, he there was a penalty against him. Did you see that? No. So running ball in hand. Um what's the five eight, the current five eight's name playing at uh, he's a short blonde fella at for the Titans. And a Boyd. Tanner Boyd. So running the ball, Martin's running the ball on the uh, on the right edge. Um, it's a hit up. Uh, palms him in the fa- aggressively palms him in the face. The game continues for another two 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 hit ups, and then um, the ref gets a call from the bunker saying head contact. Liam Martin penalty against the Panthers. Did you see that? I didn't, and it sounds ridiculous. Very well, interesting. No, you know what? He, it was a, it, he's punched him in the head. He's pushed him in the head. That's that's black and white. That should have been ten in the bin. <laughs> well, yeah, it was he wasn't tackling yeah. though. Wasn't mm. a tackle. Mm, <laughs> I don't like it. Don't like it. Yeah. But not going to get into it with you, guilty. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Panthers. Anyway, yeah. Look, look, he's a good player. He's Martin's a good player. No one doubts that. Look, the Panthers uh, have the Rabbitohs in Dubbo uh, in round eleven. We've already spoken cracking about it. Games. It's going to be a cracking game. The Titans have the Bulldogs. We've spoken about that also. I think it will be a close-ish sort of game, but with the Bulldogs, yeah, just because. Damn, be come on! Are you man. kidding? Come be close. The Titans are going to flog them. No, I don't think they'll flog them. I think it's it's going to be a shit game. The, the dogs make yeah. every team play shit. Guilty, just to finish off our magic round. <laughs> Wrap up. Who are our three, two, ones for the Penrith Titans game? Cleary, uh, James Fisher, Harris, and Isaiah Yo. Boys, usually this is the period where we get into our uh, bunker review. Although we had a very cordial, friendly discussion at the start of this episode, which is um, black, black and white, mate. Yeah, it was a black and white conversation. That's exactly right. We will, however, end the episode with last week's. Instagram fan poll results for the bunker review from episode 16. Our topics were should shoulder charges be an automatic sin bin? 59% of our listeners and followers said they should be. I don't know. I don't know about it because if we're going with the black and white edict, then yeah, they should be. But you know, yeah, but we even we argue about what's a shoulder charge or not. That's yeah, thing. that's that's exactly right. It's so the game isn't the game isn't black and white. I think that's the under the, that's the main factor here. That's why it's so hard to discuss it. Anyway. True, true. The game's not black and white. Only some rules. Mm. The second topic was: Can the Rabbitohs still win the premiership after conceding fifty points? 
42% of our listeners and followers said, yes, they can. So that's pretty decent considering no team has ever achieved that. I did come across a stat for you, Clarky, that you may be pleased with. Are you ready for this one? Yeah, go for it. The last time a player scored six tries in a match, the Rabbitohs won the competition. Well, 1952. What are you doing, Gildy? Nothing. <laughs> um, that'd be 1952, yeah. 1950, 1950, and 1951, the Rabbitohs won. I think it was 1951 when the Newtown player scored six tries. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It'll be the omen. There you go. That so breaks it. Yep. Someone scored six tries, and funnily enough, was against the Rabbits in Josh Adokar. And then the Rabbitohs win as we all predicted. So we're still on here, boys. We're still on. The three of us said the Rabbitohs would win. The third topic was, is Tommy Turbo the best player in the world right now? 54% of our listeners and followers said yes. So I'm going to assume that if they don't think Turbo is the best, they're probably the 46% that disagreed are probably saying Nathan Cleary. Or Tedesco. Nah. <laughs> Not right now, yeah. It'll be it'll be cleary. Yeah. Uh, and the final topic, boys, should Magic Round be shopped around every two to three years, as you suggested, Clarky? 71% agreed. So I'm surprised it's that low, to be honest. I thought Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. All, all the even all the all even all the fans during Magic Round on all the forums were saying, um, "Is this going to be? Is this still going to be up in Brisbane next year? We should move it." Blah 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 blah. So yeah, yeah, I'm surprised. Well, well like we spoke about uh, Toby Rudolph's suggestion of having three per year at three different locations in Perth, New Zealand, and Brisbane. Man, that's the best way forward. That's an idea that I hadn't heard until he said it, and I think it's the best one. Yeah, it's good, but it might it might take a the only thing is it might take a little bit away from it being special if there's three of you. That's all. True. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I think the the crowd argument um, with rugby league anyway. Look how look how look how big the crowds were for the three days. They were near sellouts. It looked so good, and they made they turned it into a a party atmosphere, an event. You know, like similar to what World Cups bring. They bring that. You know. That party or atmosphere. Yeah, it's a cool way. But I anyway. just, I just, I just, just a ma- it's a matter of where the stadiums are that can can facilitate all those people. That's all. Yeah, I'm with you. I am with you. But boys, that brings us to the conclusion of this episode. It was a big one. It was a big, a big one where uh, we we were all friendly at the start and throughout, weren't we? Absolutely. <laughs> As usual. But boys, thanks. Yeah, it's black. (laughs) But boys, thanks again for coming on through the virtual studio. Although not my preference, I um, I do appreciate it, and I thank everyone for tuning into episode seventeen of the Silent Story. That's a wrap from us here. Thank you.